Shabbat Shalom. Before I begin, I just want to comment, you know, we sing Revelation song today, and we actually were studying that very same passage this week in Revelation 4. I was actually, I was reminded of the song as we were reading it and commenting on it, not realizing that we were going to be singing it in a couple days on Saturday. So it's just awesome how God seems to work those sorts of things out. This week, though, we have a double parasha, Ahare Mot, which means after the death, and Kedoshim, which translates to holy ones. Now, these parashas span Leviticus 16 through chapter 20, which cover the Yom Kippur service, sexual sins, punishment for child sacrifice, and the repeated command to observe the Lord's commandments. Now, that's a lot to get through. And I know I only have a little bit of time, so we're not going to be covering all of those things this morning. However, all these themes can be summarized with one word, holiness. This morning, we will explore the lessons our parashas can teach us about Adonai's holiness and how we are also to be holy. In Leviticus 19.2, towards the end of these parashas, we have repeated for us again the command that we should be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. The Hebrew word for holy is kadosh, here on the banner over here. Essentially, this word refers to the idea of separation. Something that is holy is set apart from something else in a very special way. The land of Israel is holy because it is set apart from every other piece of land in God's creation. The Sabbath is considered holy because it is set apart from all the other days of the week. So we must now ask, how do we know if something is holy? Who decides what is holy? Now, God's word, and specifically this verse, makes it clear that the Lord himself is the definition of holiness. Not us, not religious leaders, not the Pope, the Lord. He alone determines what is considered holy and what is not holy. Or as A.W. Tozer in The Knowledge of the Holy, phenomenal book, highly recommend it, he defines this truth in this way. He says, holy is the way God is. To be holy, he does not conform to a standard. He is that standard. He is absolutely holy with an infinite, incomprehensible fullness of purity that is incapable of being anything other than it is. So holiness is more than just God's goodness or just his perfection. It is his glorious and wonderful nature. Everything about him that makes him greater than human beings and all of creation. You know, this week I said we studied Revelation 4 in the Bible study, and Revelation especially makes it very clear that everything about the Lord is holy. He lives in a holy heaven, served by holy angels, 
everything in heaven is set apart and holy, and nothing unholy can live in that place. So we read in our first parasha, commandments concerning Yom Kippur, which will also teach us about holiness and our relationship to it. You know, only on this day could the high priest of Israel step into the most holy place, the place where the holy presence of the Lord dwelled on earth. He was required to offer sacrifices for our sins because of our lack of holiness. Now, in Leviticus 17.11, part of these parashas, we read that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. The Yom Kippur ceremony required several different types of animal sacrifices. Through these sacrifices, we see repeatedly the true consequences of our sins. Death. Because these sacrifices were done every year, it showed that this system did not perfectly make us holy to stand before Adonai. We would offer these sacrifices, and then we would continue to sin. And then more sacrifices would be required, and the cycle goes on. In this ceremony and the entire sacrificial system, our sinfulness our lack of holiness is demonstrated for us. You know, we tend to rationalize and justify our lack of holiness. We tell ourselves we're good enough. I'm not Hitler. I'm not the political leader. I don't like the most. I'm good enough. Don't I deserve to go to heaven? To be with the most holy God, with his holy angels, in the most holy place in the entire of creation. It's a little presumptuous. Just a little. The reality is Isaiah 6, especially Revelation, when you read it, makes it very clear that if we even spent a moment, just a single moment before Adonai in heaven, our sinfulness would be painfully exposed. Isaiah 6 does this. The truth is that to approach God... We need his help to do so. We cannot save ourselves. Society will tell us otherwise. This is God's truth, God's holy truth. So the Lord gave our people the sacrificial system of the Mosaic Covenant because we needed help. Now, as we continue reading, we have numerous commandments concerning about not engaging in sinful sexual activities, being honest, in our business dealings, most of the Ten Commandments are repeated for us. And we also have the charge to love our neighbors as ourselves. The Lord commands our people not to imitate the sinful practices of the people who surrounded us. Now, our people's history, all of the Old Testament, all of God's word, shows how we failed in this command. And if we are honest, we will admit that today we continue to fail as well. Often we do not appear to be any different from the sinful culture that surrounds us. You know, much of Messiah's community has exchanged the holiness of the Lord for the praise of other sinful people. And that, by definition, is idolatry. As we read the Lord's commandments, we quickly see how we fail to measure up to the clear standard we have been given. But the law is not bad. 
The law is not evil. I think sometimes it gets taught this way or implied this way. You know, God good, law bad. The law of God is given by God, and everything given by God is good and is holy. It reveals to us the reality of our fallen nature and our lack of holiness. It breaks through that rationalization and justification mindset. So with the reality of our sin set before us, the clear command of the Lord that we must be holy as he is holy, what are we to do? We need the Lord to enter our lives and save us from our sins. The Yom Kippur sacrifice in the entire Mosaic Covenant was a gift given by the Lord to our people so that we could begin to approach the standard necessary for dwelling with Adonai. However, the Lord knew we would break this covenant as well, and so he sent his son, Messiah Yeshua, to be that final and perfect sacrifice for us. He became the ultimate Yom Kippur sacrifice, not just providing temporary forgiveness to Israel, but permanent and lasting forgiveness to all people throughout all time. This is an everlasting forgiveness, a forgiveness that can never be taken away. When we accept the atonement, the forgiveness that has been provided for us through Messiah Yeshua, the Spirit of God enters our hearts. We are sanctified. We are set apart. We're made holy. Not because of who we are or what we have done, but because of the holiness of the Lord. This process of being made holy starts the moment we welcome Messiah Yeshua into our lives and continues through our lives in this fallen world. The reality is, is that we will never be perfect in this life, but we have the promise of forgiveness through repentance to the Lord through our wonderful Messiah. You know, many of us, and even outside these walls, regret our sins, but we do not repent. There's a difference between regret and repentance. True repentance is more than just feeling bad and beating yourself up and saying some mean things to yourself in your head. That's not productive. We do it, but it's not productive. What repentance really is, and this is what I think Rabbi Lauren was emphasizing in the Etzfaim prayer, it's about making holy changes in our lives through the Lord's power. Okay, It means actually doing something about the things we're upset about. It is being obedient to the Lord's standard of holiness. I pray if you have not yet truly turned away from unholiness towards our holy creator, that this day you will. And maybe we can baptize you next week. See Rabbi Lauren. <laughs> may these parashahs help us to understand the standard we are to strive to reach. May each of us look forward to our eternal home with Adonai, where we can look upon the Lord with joy, wash clean of our sins. May the Lord, through his spirit, transform us daily to be conformed to his image. Thank you. Thank you.